Welcome back to season 11, episode 16 of the Digital Orthopedics Podcast, where we bring you the extraordinary lectures from the DocSF Experience 2023. My name is Dr. Stefan Obini. I work at the University of California, San Francisco in the Department of Orthopedic Surgery, and I will be your host for this podcast. In our next episode, we will hear from Matt Troop. He'll talk about the use of conversational AI to augment care using chatbots. Please welcome Matt to the DocSF stage. I spent the last 12 years in hospital medicine. Over the course of the last five or six years, got really involved in transitions of care processes, trying to understand how we can better support patients at the time that they transition from a hospital or surgical center back home. Understanding the pitfalls that happen for patients during this journey and how we can really set them up for success in a better way. But over the course of that time, doing a lot of work in clinical quality and clinical outcomes, realizing the digital solutions we have at the time right now aren't giving us the success that we need. It doesn't feel like they're built in the right way to deliver that care. And during the COVID pandemic, it was an even more realization that we need to build better tools to ensure the success of patients once they return home. So today, I want to talk a little bit about going beyond the chatbot and how we can use conversational AI to really augment care and extend the reach of care teams beyond the hospital walls, beyond the surgical center walls. So the current state of care delivery, I think of how we're trying to set patients up for success. But honestly, healthcare is really complex. We know that we intend for patients to follow this singular line from diagnosis to treatment to a path to resolution. But it's a hard line for patients sometimes to follow. There's a lot of pitfalls that happen along the way. Navigating that surgical journey can be intense for patients. It's fraught with barriers to care that prevent patients from even getting to the surgical center to begin with. And then all the roadblocks that happen after surgery to really set them up for success. And if we believe in this patient-centered care model, there's a lot that goes into ensuring that success for patients. Everything that happens preoperatively, from getting them the appointment reminders they need and instructions to prep them for the best outcomes possible, addressing the barriers to care that might exist, all the way through post-operative guidance, transitions of care, from collection and reporting that we've talked about a lot today, heard a lot about today, and then benchmarking satisfaction. There's a lot that goes into that. And really, a lot of that is manual tasks right now. These manual tasks that require a lot of different stakeholders from your care teams and largely are manual in nature. And if we believe that effective communication is at the heart of this process to really set patients up for success, to enable that behavior change, to activate them into this self-management that promotes better outcomes, it requires a lot of our time and energy. And the impact is significant. I'm sure you've all read the recent study, but 63% of physicians are reporting symptoms of burnout. Since the COVID pandemic, greater than 60% of nurses are considering resigning from healthcare. And then, of course, the impact of that is the upcoming staffing shortages that the projections are quite significant. Is technology the answer? Well, technology in a lot of ways, has missed the mark. I wonder if any of you really love your EHR. I suspect that might not be true. And that's where I'm at now. And it's great to be at a place where a lot of people see the and understand that the intersection of technology and healthcare represents an opportunity. But in a lot of ways, technology has failed so far. I have two young kids. They're boys. They fight all the time. And often my house represents the outcome of that fighting. I get a lot of holes in my walls. And so every time I have to go repair the drywall, I pull out my toolkit. And I feel like technology right now in healthcare is like pulling out a toolbox and it's full of kitchen utensils. And I have to repair this hole in the wall with a spatula 
and a cheese grater and a turkey baster. And like these tools can get the job done, but they're not the right tools for the job. And so what we need to do in technology is create better tools because they've fallen flat so far. We've created additional friction in workflows. We've seen poor adoption. We've seen unintegrated tools that create siloed communication. And oftentimes we're helping one end user at the expense of another end user. We might have a really good patient engagement tool, but it's creating more burden on care teams. And the representation of that is staggering. We see that in-baskets are overflowing. We see a 157% increase in in-basket messaging since the pandemic. And every one of those in-basket messages takes over two minutes to complete. And I'm thankful to all of your care teams who are probably back of the office filling in your in-basket messages and sending those out for you. Or maybe you did that at the break here, but it's become unsustainable really. Uh, but the impact of that is that the in-basket messages are impacting clinician satisfaction and physician satisfaction. And so something needs to be done. And that's where conversational AI, I believe, can really move the needle here for intelligently enabling care teams to have an opportunity to automate a lot of these tasks and set patients up for success. We're all familiar with the chatbot. <laughs> I just yesterday received a message from United Airlines telling me about my flight to San Francisco. It was helpful, but if I responded to that message, nothing happens. And that's okay because in the airline industry, I don't require a lot from United Airlines to get to San Francisco besides knowing when to get on the plane. Healthcare is different. It's more complex and there's a lot more at stake. So we need to build a platform, a chatbot that goes beyond what we consider to be industry standard. It's more dynamic, it's conversational, it's providing patients with 24-hour access to guidance in an automated fashion, but not at the expense of care team's time and energy. And really the reduction of manual tasks through automation, providing better visibility into that patient journey, providing patients with that soft landing after surgery, and then escalating any urgent issues to care teams at the right time. I love Dennis Boyle's conversation yesterday from IDEO, and he said that in the design thinking, you really have to start with empathy. And the best digital tools I truly believe start with empathy by understanding the problem. And so we're really looking to understand the problem I'm trying to solve for my own frustrations that I had in my own clinical practice and try to bring back the joy of doing clinical practice. It's a privilege, really, and we need to reinstill that for our teams. This is an example from a recent peer-reviewed study that Memorial Health released. I looked at utilizing a chatbot to help support patients in the post-operative setting for a hip arth arthroscopy surgery. They named their chatbot Felix. And the importance here is that we saw good clinical outcomes from this study, but more importantly, what I want to highlight here is the fact that you'll see but 80% of patients agreed or strongly agreed that this chatbot, Felix, helped them manage their condition better at home. And then the surgeons involved in this study strongly agreed that they would be happy to use Felix again for the care of their patients and recommend it to other surgeons. So we're a solution that actually uplifts and improves the experience of both clinicians and the patients at the same time. At scale, we've seen this in a different capacity at Memora. We have a longstanding postpartum program that we see a multitude of patients go through every year. It's a high-touch phase of care journey, just like uh, post-operative surgery is. requires a lot of manual engagement from clinical teams. But utilizing the chatbot in this case, a conversational AI texting platform, we saw improved engagement across patient, the patient population. Patients felt as though the chatbot was reliable, helpful, comprehensive. And we had a program NPS of 80, which in industry standards is considered world-class. Patients really loved and trusted 
that this platform had their best intentions in mind. And we saw that across the board, regardless of socioeconomic status, race or ethnicity, that patients had the similar outcomes in their care. So that's great. But what does it actually do for care teams? It unburdens the care team. So we saw that 97% of text messages were automated by the MyMemoirs platform. I think over the course of last year, we saw 30,000 automated texts sent to patients and only 100 manual texts sent by clinical teams. And if you think back to that slide where we talked about two minutes per in-basket message, 30,000 messages over the course of a year, that really adds up. And that's a lot of burden on your clinical teams. And so what that resulted in is 7,000 hours of estimated time savings for the care teams, but the projected cost savings of that was $370,000 over the course of one year. So the future of care delivery, in my opinion, this is one component of that. We talked a lot today about how a lot of these technologies need to work together, synergies between them to really improve the future of care delivery. But specifically around intelligent care enablement, it's providing a better connection between patients and their care teams, leveraging technology to provide that more longitudinal view to care, and removing tasks and giving time back to clinical teams. This is what the future could look like with technology. This is what gets me excited, gets me up every day. It's why I want to come here and hear from Dr. Benny all the time. But what does success really look like? Yeah, it's great to see the clinical outcomes, the reduced burden we've seen on care teams. But at the end of the day, we still want our patients to feel like they have a positive experience. And that's what we're seeing because patients aren't seeking more care. They're seeking better, more focused care. They want to feel heard. They want to feel understood. And they want to see the path to recovery. And technology gives that to patients when we unburden the care teams from repetitive, mundane tasks, let you provide outstanding care, but not at the expense of time and increased burnout. Technology can give that to patients and care teams when we give the right tool to the right care team member at the right time. Thank you. I'm a big fan of Memora. You guys have done great. By the way, in this environment, because of their vision and their thinking, they actually did a big raise just recently, which is impressive. One of the things I loved about the way they approached the problem, he didn't get into this, at least it's the DNA of the company, is they were instead of taking a Boolean algorithm, which is the ones that all our nursing hospital systems have, you call the hospital and the nurse has a bunch of questions and depending on the answer, it throws out, uh, you either go to the clinic or you get an answer, take a Tylenol. They would ingest, we're using the natural language processing platform, the information that your clinic normally gives to patients. This is your information. They could actually even take the voice files from your automated phone systems and take that data set and use that to give the information back to the patient. It was a very customized approach. It wasn't Boolean, it was driven by NLP. Now this additional conversational AI piece is really fascinating because now you're taking it to the next level. And I've always felt this to be probably one of the better applications of AI because you are in fact able to eliminate a large percentage of those calls coming into the practice. We um, use a competitive company, it's not quite as efficient, and we just turned off the two-way communication piece because it was generating too much work for our staff. So a couple of questions for you though, there is uh, probably in the audience a good number of folks that say, okay, this is great. So I get to a certain point where I'm going back and forth on my conversational AI, and it gets a little murky. Is this the AI practicing medicine or is it doing the right thing? Where, at what point and how do you decide what questions need to be escalated? Yeah, that's such a great question and a line that definitely needs to be decided upon. And we are software as a service, not software as a medical device. We are not offering patients doing any medical decision making on behalf of the care teams. But what we're providing is... Disclaimer done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. 
what we're actually doing is providing a stream of communication back to the care team so they understand pretty much every data point that exists between clinic visit and clinic visit when a patient gets discharged from an ASC and has their next follow-up visit at some point in time in the future and screening for patients for symptoms and collecting those proms and checking in with them on an automated basis and then understanding when there's a threshold that's met, when there's a concern that is generated, automatically populating that back to the care team through an integration with their EHRs and just making sure that it's a seamless notification process. And through the same stream of communication, we prioritize SMS text for all the delivery of our messaging. At any point in time, a clinical staff member can jump into that stream of messaging and start to text with that patient directly. So it's really this hybrid approach to how we're messaging patients that really makes patients feel like they have this always-on, actionable platform for their care. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for listening to the Digital Orthopedics Podcast. If you find the talks as incredibly informative and topical as we did, please do share this podcast with your friends and leave us a nice review on your podcast player of choice. It would mean a lot if you did.